Good morning. I'd like to welcome you to Seeking Podcast. It's good to be back with you this week. And uh, man, what a beautiful morning that God has given us today. And we look back and uh, we just come through this uh, little hurricane come through. And man, I love after a hurricane comes through and how the the air just feels so clean and no humidity. And man, what a blessing it is and to have just a touch of cooler weather and it not 95 degree days and I mean, it's just a blessing, but it's it's uh, a blessing again to be back with you this morning, and and I just come and and I've got something on my heart. I I shared. I had a comment come in a few weeks ago that asked me uh, uh, on our website hopeless to hope dot com, and uh, there was a question asked on there, and so today I want to cover a little bit about what that question was asked, and and uh, maybe to maybe to help somebody else out there today, and also it was uh, similar. Similar to what I preached last night uh, or Wednesday night at uh, at our Wednesday night service, what I talked, uh, we've been going through the life of David on Wednesday nights, and we finished up this past Wednesday night uh, about David's life. And you know, we talked, we learned uh, just studying studying his word. When we started, when David was a little boy, and and how that uh, even when he was a little boy, they was a king wrapped up in a kid, and uh, we see that. As he grew older, you know, we've seen how faithful he was to his father, how faithful he was to tend to his father's sheep that wasn't even his. Uh, but he was so faithful that God seen something in him that man didn't see in him, and God seen a king in him. And uh, can I say this, God, there's a, there's a king in every, every kid out there. And uh, we have to just uh, be faithful to him, be faithful to what God puts in front of us. And, you know, that was the key, you know, uh, God's only going to bless us with uh, how faithful we are with what He's already given us. And if we ain't good stewards of uh, of what God's given us, we can't ask for God to give us any more. And and so today, I want to share something with you, a passage of Scripture that I want to read to you. It actually comes out of 1 Kings chapter 2, in the last part of verse number 3. And... Uh, I want to also go, you know, the Bible tells us that God shall supply all our needs according to His riches and glory, and God will supply our need. And a lot of people hold on to promises, and, you know, I want to throw this out there because a lot of people hold on to promises, and they say, well, God promises this in the Bible, and God promises this, and He promises that, and and I'm going to hold on to these promises but can I say this? We must hold on to his commandments. We must hold on to his laws. We must hold on to what the Bible says. And we can't just take one verse out of the Bible and say, God's going to take care of me and God's going to supply my need and he's going to meet my need and God's going to be uh, with me and he's going to stand with me. But, you know, we got to do our part too. You know, we've covered that several weeks in the past. In the past it, you know, it's not just we ask God to do his part. You know, we had to do our part too. We had to be faithful in our part. And you know, I think that is our our our, our uh, problem. Sometimes we're not faithful in our part. God's always faithful in His part. So today, I want to uh, uh, you know, there's so many people today that that is uh, struggling. I believe with uh, uh, a financial burden, and uh, you know, 
I've set some goals in my life, and I'm not going to, I ain't going to go in detail with some goals that I've set in my life, but there's a passage of scripture in the Bible, and we're going to 1 Kings here in just a minute. But there's a passage of scripture in the Bible, Proverbs chapter number 22 and verse number 7. It says, The rich ruler, the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. Can I say this? Many of us, we are, we put ourselves in such a financial uh, burden. Uh, we put so much financial pressure on ourselves that we live a miserable life trying to keep up with our neighbor, trying to keep up with somebody down the road. Like what Dave Ramsey says, uh, if you've been through Dave Ramsey's class, I, I really like some of the stuff he teaches. And and uh, as he teaches us in one class, he said, you know, you go out and buy that uh you get an eight or nine hundred dollar car payment, and you you riding in style, and and you pull up to a stop sign, and you look over that person looking at your car, and say, "Man, he's got a nice car," and and that's the only time you'll see him. <laughs> and we, you know, we living uh, under so much pressure and so much debt because we want to look and, and we want to look and be like somebody else. Can I say this? It's a whole lot. Uh, it's a whole lot better to not be able, be under that financial pressure that uh, or be that slave to the lender that we shouldn't be that slave we shouldn't be that servant to the lender and uh, you know when we able to get past that financial burden and think about how blessed and how happy we're gonna be knowing that uh, I ain't under that pressure no more so, I want to uh, share with you what First uh, Kings chapter number two says, and what it is is, is David. He's dying, and and he gives his son some, uh, I mean, some solid, solid advice. And it, the Bible says in verse, verse number one there, it charged him, and that word "charge" in Hebrew means he it means advice. He gives him advice, and and so with David dying, and and we know Solomon is is, is the, was the greatest or had the most wisdom of any man, and and God blessed him because he didn't ask for riches. God asked he asked for wisdom, and God blessed him not only with wisdom and, and knowledge, but he gave him uh, he blessed him with wealth too, and he blessed him with many things. But some of the some of the advice that David gave, uh, uh, I'll just read the first three verses, and and I want and I want to hone in on this last part. The Bible says in verse uh, number one and chapter number two of First Kings, now the days now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, "Go the way of the earth, or I go the way of the earth." Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man, and keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses. And listen to this part, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. God, David was telling his son Solomon. He said, "Solomon, if you'll do these eight things, if you'll focus on these eight things, you got to have. It takes all of them. He can't leave one of them out. You got to do. You know, if you're going to have the recipe that God's going to let you prosper and 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 let uh, just bless you beyond measures and let everything you do and everywhere you go prosper. David said, "You got to do all things. It, it takes all these ingredients to to to." See yourself prosper. 
And I don't know about you, we don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to be a failure today. We wake up in the morning and say, you know, our goal is to be achieve greatness that day. Achieve, we, many of us set a goal. If you don't set a goal, I challenge you to set a goal every day. And, and by the end of the day, I'm going to reach this goal. And uh, set a goal that's, not, uh, that's, that's pretty hard to reach. But it's reachable. You know, you don't want to end the day and you don't want to say that your goal is so high that you can't reach it and you feel like a failure. But you don't want to set it so easy that you ain't challenged. You must be challenged. And so we, as I look at this and I see that, that, that David gives him this advice and he tells him, he said, you know, this is some things that you got to do. He said, be strong. And that word strong, we learned this Wednesday night, that word strong means courageous and, and uh, consistent. And not only that, it means uh, be courageous and consistent, but it be it means be the cure, be a help to somebody. He said, and then he tells him to be a man. And you know, we went in detail all eight of these Wednesday night, and and uh, I encourage you to get in get into a church somewhere on Wednesday night and get into that Bible study and and learn. You know, that's what we do here. We starting a new Bible study this coming Wednesday night, uh, starting September, and it's going to be basically fa- focused on finances. Uh, you know, f- uh, the financial pressure that so many people is under, and so you know that was. That was uh, one of the emails that I got on our our Hopeless to Hope website. Was a uh, uh, individual uh, sent us a message in, and and they were struggling, thinking you know they was under so much financial pressure, so much financial pressure, and didn't know uh, you know what do I do? I mean, I uh, you know I'm struggling as a family. I you know, and I know we go through life and make mistakes. We we make bad decisions sometimes and and we have every bad decision every decision comes with consequence and and we have to you know live through them consequences but i want to give you some i want to try to give you some advice and you know the bible tells us it tells us not to be a a servant to the lender you know that is uh that is I mean, you know, if that that's what the word says and many of us are we we'll, we'll serve it to it but uh, I started something back uh, years ago that my daddy instilled in me, and and I'm so thankful and so faithful. Uh, I'm just so thankful that my daddy instilled in in me this. He shared with me, and well, first of all, let me say this: many of us want God to take care of our need, and we ask God, God, why aren't you meeting this need? But I'll ask you, uh, you know, for God to meet your need, you got to show yourself faithful, and you got to show yourself that you trust Him. And that's going back from the beginning, even in, you know, it goes all the way back to Cain and Abel. You know, one brung a sacrifice or one brung an offering to God that was acceptable and one brung brung offering to God that wasn't acceptable. And, you know, that's the thing. You know, the Bible tells us right off the gate to give God back what's His. And so if we faithful in giving God His, uh, if we can't give God His, why is He going to give us any more? And so I encourage you right off the gate, the first thing that we ought to do is, as a child of God, if we want God to take care of us and supply our needs, you know, the first thing we got to do at the top is is give to God, give our offering, give our tithes back to God. And, you know, that's something I don't I don't preach on here much. I, I think I've been here 17 years and I might have preached on tithing one or two times at the most, two times at the most. You know, God blesses us. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, I teach it some, you know, I'll hit it here and there, but I've, 
don't just focus one whole service on that. I've never have. I try to teach it in our discipleship class and young converts. I try to teach that because they don't know. But I, you know, that is something that we have to do. We have to uh, show God that we trust Him. We believe that He will supply our need. That He will take care of us. And so I encourage you. I challenge you. Uh, if you're struggling financially, I, the first thing I'd ask you, the first place I would go would be yeah, ask you: Are you paying your tithes? If you're pay, if you ain't paying your tithes and you're a child of God, uh, you you can't hold on to the verse verse that God said that He'd supply your need. Uh, because you're not trusting him, you got to trust him first by giving him his, and then I mean you, know, God's blessed us with so much. The least we could do is give the little little back to him. And so I want to share something with you here uh, of what my daddy instilled in me, and then I want to share with you some stuff that we started doing here at the church, and I want to show you what God will do. Uh, as I as I share with you what my daddy taught me when when I was very young. Uh, it started back when I was probably 16 and, you know, uh, daddy, I, I wanted to buy a motorcycle one time and I'll never forget, uh, I'd waited all week and, uh, cause the date, you know, the, I'd done set a date with the motorcycle place where I was going to go buy a dirt bike. And I was so excited because I'd never had a new dirt bike and, and, uh, I had a job I was working, I was working a full-time job then. And, uh, I was still in, I was doing homeschool, but working a full-time job and, I was so excited that I was going to get that motorcycle. And I'll never forget I, my daddy was going to co-sign for me. And I was going to have to pay on that thing. And it was going to be five or six years I was going to pay on a motorcycle. And which you know that the news is going to wear off in, in a few months and things is going to break. And, and five years down the road, you're going to have a wore-out motorcycle and you're still making the same payment you made when it was brand new. And, you know, we don't think about stuff like that. We don't think about the new wearing off. We don't think about the things that's going to break, the things we're going to tear up, and, and how that when we get something paid for, it's wore out, and and uh, we don't think about that. But uh, I'll never forget, I was so excited about going that day to be able to pick that motorcycle up. And uh, I went to bed that night. I could not hardly sleep, man. I was so excited. I knew all I had to do was work at 12 o'clock. I was getting off at 12 o'clock. I was meeting my daddy. He was going to co-sign for me, and we was going to get this motorcycle. And, man, I was tickled to death. And uh, I got up the next morning, and my daddy looked at me and you know, with seriousness in his face, and he said, Son, uh, I cannot co-sign for you this afternoon. And I was furious. I was livid because, you know, here you done told me you was, and this you're the only way I can get it. My father was the only way I could get it. But he, explained, he wanted to, he, he said, Son, I need to explain something to you. But see, what a lot of things when we – Young, uh, we dumb, <laughs> uh, we think we know it all, and uh, I didn't want to hear his advice. I didn't want to hear what he said, and he told me, he said, son, you're going to be making payments. He said, "You got this, it ain't going to be long, you'll be wanting a truck, it ain't going to be long, you'll be doing this, and you'll be doing that, and this payment might not seem much right now, but add a truck payment to it, add insurance to it, add this to it, add that to it. And, you know, whether it's $125 or $150 payment, it don't seem like much now. But it, it's it's a whole lot when you add some other payments to it. And he said, son, I just don't. Last night I, I stayed up all night thinking about that and couldn't rest good because I was thinking about how that I felt like this was a mistake. And. I was mad for several weeks over that because he wouldn't sign for me. And, and I look back now, and I'm so thankful that uh, he didn't 
let me do that. Uh, you know, I was able to live without it. I just wanted, I, you know, I was able to make it without it. I thought I had to have it, but I was able to make it without it. And uh, so Daddy taught me. He said, son, if you want a motorcycle, he said, he says, don't make payments on it. He said, go pay for it. I said, Daddy, I ain't got no money. He said, yeah, you're right. He said, but why don't you open up your savings account? And he said, you start making that motorcycle payment at that savings account. And he said, when you get enough money in that savings account to pay for that motorcycle, go pay for it. And I said, that it'll be years. He said, well, you're going to pay years on it anyway. He said, but just think about this. He said, the day you pay for it, it's going to be brand new. The day you pay for it, you ain't going to have no payment. And uh, long story short, I didn't, I didn't start, I didn't start making payments to it. I got, it wasn't long, months or so went by. I had my eyes set on something else and got my eyes set on a truck. And But I took that advice that he that uh, he gave me, and that is something that I've, I've really honed in on and tried to focus on in the last uh, uh, probably, I don't know, maybe the last 15 years of my life. You know, I've tried to focus on uh, if I want something, begin to start making a payment for it. Begin to start paying for it, and and when I go get it, just pay for it, and let it be a done deal. That when you walk out, uh, when you walk out, that you you owe no money, nothing, and you un, you ain't under financial uh, financial pressure. And so you know that is that is something that you know. Uh, when you when you're able to get out of that financial burden and and just uh, people say, "Well, preacher, I can't," you know, you don't know uh, where I'm at in life and this and that. Can I say this? We live in a country, and you know, it is across the board. And I'll be honest with you, we live in a country that has uh, it's equal. It's equal. You can call it what you want to. It's all about how bad you want it. If you want it, you can go get it. But the thing about it is, in life, you have to give up some things. If you want something bad enough, that means you have to prioritize and you have to give up some things to get something what you want. And uh, you be, you have to begin to have to prioritize your time. You have to begin to prioritize uh, what you spend, what you buy, vice versa. And so, you know, that is one thing that that I'm so thankful my daddy instilled in me. And and because of that, you know, uh, I'm so excited that in the next, I mean, you know, I've set a goal. Uh, I've never been completely debt-free. I've always, for years, I've been, I've had some kind of bill. And uh, I'm so, you know, me and my wife so excited that, that to come the first of this year, we're going to be completely debt-free. And I, I won't be no lender. They won't be no slave, no servant to the lender. You know, that is something that we set our goal to and that we set our eyes to and said, this is what we're going to do and, and what we're going to focus on. And, you know, just like Dave Ramsey teaches, you know, you pay one payment off, uh, take that payment and apply it to another payment and, and continue to make them payments and, 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 uh, Man, I'm telling you, it is, you know, to know that you ain't under a financial pressure. Think about the things you can do, not only for yourself, but also and how you can help others. And, you know, that goes back to the first thing that David told Solomon, and be strong, and be a help to somebody, be a cure to somebody. And uh, so I'm looking forward that, you know, I'm looking forward to being able to uh, 
wake up, being able to know that, you know what, today uh, I have been, I'm debt free. And and the feeling I'm already getting excited knowing that it's so close that I'm gonna be debt free and and I'm and you know that's I, it's just a blessing to me and and so here's what we did at church you know I believe that the Bible tea we look in the Old Testament and the Bible says that we ought to bring a tenth I understand that uh, you know we look in the New Testament and and uh, we study about what they bring to God's house in the, in the New Testament and a lot of people say well the New Testament says that we don't we we don't have to give a tenth that was under the law that they was to give a tenth for tithing uh we are to go over and beyond what the bible says we are to go we are to do more uh so here's what we did at the church we started we started here at the church because we believe as a church that we was going to we was going to uh, give back uh, in our local missions that we support here in the county to our missions that we support here in the country to our missions that we support out of this country. You know, we have uh, five different uh, ministries that we support. We support uh, uh, we the crisis center here in Monroe. Uh, we we uh, support them monthly. We and, and I'm not I'm just telling you what we support. I'm not bragging, not doing nothing. We support the crisis centers here in, in Monroe. We support uh, Trinity Bible Institute in Van Wyck, South Carolina. We have satellite campus here, but that that Bible college gives so much go, gives so much back. You know, I want to be able to support something that I see uh, God's hand in, and so we support the Trinity Bible Institute. We support. Uh, on do, do we support that? We support Jacob Berry Ministries. Uh, and Jacob Berry Ministries is a uh, evangelist out of Oklahoma, and uh, he is a young man that's been in a wheelchair all his life, been on on a ventilator all his life. Uh, but God has His hand on that young man, and and he'll be here October the first, uh, Sunday morning. Uh, he'll be here Sunday morning, Monday night, and Tuesday night preaching a camp meeting for us, and we'd love to invite you to come. And but he's he'll be here, him and his family, and his mom and dad, and his wife and his son. They'll be here. Uh, then, but we support him. We su- we support uh, uh, Operation Save. It is a, a ministry that uh, drills wells and provides water in Africa. And uh, and then we own a process now of, of trying to support a, a mission uh, inside uh, Israel itself. Uh, we you know I believe that we ought to uh, take care of God's uh, give back to Israel itself. And so we we hunting down a mission that we can do, do there. But I said all this to say this, you know, our, we set out a goal to, that we was going to give back at least 10 percent of what come in to the church that we would give back. Uh, didn't know that uh, I didn't really keep a, a record of what we give back. We just said we'll send this group. We'll send this one this much a month, this one this much a month. All of them got the same amount across the board. And uh, so. Uh, uh, I couldn't never, you know, I knew that our finances never changed. Our finances never budged. And then uh, back at the first year, we in, we in the process of uh, fixing to build a building here for our school and, and our church, our educational side in our church and all in, in our Christian school here too. And so we're in the process of building educational building the gymnasium and, uh, you know, I knew that it. I wanted to go ahead and start making a payment. So the first year, we started making a payment into our building fund, just preparing ourselves, 
you know, what is it going to be like to make a $6,000 payment? What is it going to be like to make a $9,000 payment? I don't know. I, but let's see what it's like so, you know, we can uh, this then next year in our budget, we'll see where we we'll see where we're at. Kind of find out we begin to make this church payment every month into our building fund and and our child's never changed. Our offerings, our, our amount never changed. Matter of fact, we never missed it. Uh, we got used to making it and we never missed it and nothing ever went down. And I sat back and I say, why is God doing what he's doing? You know, whether God is putting it on a heart for somebody, you know, here a while back, God, and just a few weeks ago, we voted to buy a mobile classroom for our, uh, to sit out here to be a part of our school and a part of our Sunday school program here. And we voted that Sunday morning to buy that, that building in that mobile classroom, and we needed $23,000 to, uh, is what we needed. And we voted on it as a church to buy it and walk out of church and get a phone call as soon as church is over. And a gentleman says, uh, preacher, I'll bring you a check Wednesday night for it. All $23,000 is paid for. And I, I go back and I, I, I just say, wow. I, I say, wow. We, we started a school this year. I mean, we started school three years ago, and this year we, we run into a, uh, just a challenge, and you know, I, we God sent us three uh, Ukrainian kids, two first graders, and, and I mean, two kindergartners and one third grader, and uh, you know, them kids they don't speak no English, and we run into a challenge. How are we how are we going to teach these kids uh, English? How how hard is it going to be to teach it? They don't even know how to say hey in English, and I can't imagine trying to teach them, but their parents had enough of faith in us to trust us to teach our kids, and God had enough of faith in us to send them this way. So it's our job as a church to go out and find somebody to to teach them. And, and we put the word out, and long story short, God uh, sent, a, sent a young lady uh, to us. She was uh, uh, from Ukraine. Uh, she's moved here. Uh, she is uh, middle-aged. And uh, she is, she's got a master's degree in education. She is uh, taught English in Ukraine. And we sat down and, and began to uh, interview her. And, and long story short, we hired her. And when it was all said and done, you know, we really couldn't afford to hire her full time. Uh, because what we do here at the school and the teachers we do and how we've got it worked out, everything was going to be pretty much broke, uh, broke. Uh, uh, it was, we was pretty much going to break even. But every year God has paid for that school. Every year God has provided the need. And just like this year, you know, uh, we sit in we sit in a meeting with that young lady and was going to fix and hire her and asked her what kind of money she needed and and uh, long story short there was somebody in our church that had wrote a check for I think somewhere around thirteen thousand dollars to and donated it to our school and it was just about the exact amount that we needed to finish paying for this teacher to hire her full time. And so when it's all said and done with it, <laughs> sorry, God does provide every need, and God does meet every need if we just trust Him. And so I go back and I, I asked, I asked our secretary, our treasurer, 
I asked her, I said, you know, tell me something. What are we giving out in missions and find out that we, you know, we was given somewhere between right at 20, I think 21 or 22 percent of our ties in the missions. And I look back and I say, no wonder God is blessing because we trust him. We give him his first. And, you know, we've seen this year alone. I mean, we in September, we in, we fixing to go into September and, uh, or we are, day is the, is the day the first day of September. Yeah, the day is the first day of September. Uh, we in eight months, so we've had eight months in this year. I think we, you know, I happen to keep a track because I don't want, you know, I'm not about a numbers thing, but I'm pretty sure that somewhere in these eight months here at the church, I think we've seen somewhere between a, right at 190 people. I think as 190 or 195 people give our heart and life to the Lord in eight months here at the church. It's nothing that we do. I'm just saying that God says if you lift him up, he'll draw all men into him. And that's all we want to do is lift up his name because it's nothing about me. It's nothing about this church. It's nothing about this, uh, nothing about nobody. It's all about just lifting him up. So today I come to you and I challenge you for one thing. I challenge you to just trust God. Give him what's his. Just just say, God, it's going to be hard. I don't know how. I met with a young lady the other day, and uh, we was meeting with her. We was, inter- we was interviewing her, and she was telling us what she made a month at her job. And her mortgage payment was like $400 more than what she made at her job in a month. But she said, Preacher, God supplies a need every month. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this like that old widow woman in the Bible. When she went to when she went to the to the barrel to get some cornmeal, she gave her last handful to the man of God to bake him a cake of cake of if it's a cake of cornbread or whatever it may be, but she gave her a last handful of meal to make a cake for him. And guess what? The barrel never run empty. There was always a handful in there. Can I say this? If you want God to con- if you want God to bless you and you want to be you want God to pour his blessing out on you, trust in him. Trust in him. So today uh, I want to just encourage you uh, to just step out on faith. Just step out on faith. And give him what's his. And watch what he does with what he gives you. God bless you. We love you in the Lord. And I hope it's been a blessing to you. If you have any questions, you're welcome to send us. Or if you have a thought that you would like us to cover on this podcast, if you'll send us a message, uh, you can go on hopelesstohope.com, our website. And uh, you, and what that website is for, anybody struggling, whether it was with depression, anxiety, grief, uh, any kind of addiction, whatever it may be, you can go on that website. Uh, but there's a message button. If you look down at the bottom of your screen, there's a little message button. If you'll send the message or you can send an email through that to that or a message and we will get it. But if there's something you'd like for us to cover here on one of our podcasts, we would love to do that. And uh, But if you have any questions, you can leave us a question there, too, and we'll respond back. But I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Friday, and I uh, hope you have a, a wonderful weekend. And be safe out there this Labor Day weekend. And I encourage you to get in a good Bible-believing church on Sunday morning, and let's go to church. God bless you. We love you in the Lord, but most of all, Jesus Christ.
loves you. God bless you. Sweet, how sweet it is to trust in you, Jesus.